Welcome to Making Waves. I am excited for this episode because it speaks to some things that I'm really passionate about. Um, well, we're going to touch on miraculous healing, but how that healing and how the things that God has us walk through actually leads us to the purpose that He has for our lives. So let's make some waves. Chad, thank you so much for being available and agreeing to come on this podcast today. I have been really excited to meet you and to kind of dig into some of the things that you're doing. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me on the show, uh, Making Waves. I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, Mutual friends introduced us, and I think it's going to be a great connection. Absolutely. And even as recent as yesterday, as I started kind of stalking you a little bit and looking and seeing what you guys are up to, I just really felt a kinship, you know, just like this is definitely a divine connection. And I think it's going to be for other people as well. So I am, I'm very, very thankful and excited. I want to start with, um, and we'll get into kind of do it a little bit backwards about kind of uh, what you do and where you've been, but I really want to jump in first, which will lead us there. Uh, one of the things that uh, my friend who introduced me to you, the first thing she told me about is how you you had a really bad doctor's report and miraculously overcame cancer. And I just wonder if you would walk us through even when that happened and just kind of that that whole process. Yeah, I love to tell the story. It's the message that I keep sharing, and I'll keep sharing it to the day I die because it's my testimony. And the testimony really will make a difference in people's lives. In this case, it saved my life. Mm. And so a few years ago, um, let's see, I'm, I've been at that time, we've been married almost 20 years, mm-hmm. four kids, and we were cruising. We were serving God. We had lots of joy in, in our relationship. And Everything seemed to be great. And then I got the phone call. Mm. And you always remember if you've ever been diagnosed with cancer, you know where you were the moment they the doctor said, I'm sorry, you have cancer. And I thought, man, I, I work out. I'm pretty in decent shape. I'm still relatively young. And so I got the diagnose, diagnosis. I had a surgery. And then I had another surgery. And after the second surgery, the doctor said to me, Chad, we're going to do another scan in 30 days. Mm. At the end of those 30 days, we'll do the scan. And if there's more and we find it again, it's not good. And not good being, it's not good. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought I was fine. And up until this point, even though I was going through this journey of fighting cancer, and it was that I had the peace. I had the peace that passed all understanding. And so the Bible says, I was sleeping at night. I felt pretty good about it. I didn't have a whole lot of symptoms. And then, so after the second surgery, the 30-day scan came, and then I was sitting in a parking lot, and I got the phone call again, and the doctor said, I'm sorry, but it's already spread. Mm. And at that point, the piece that passed all understanding was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have that piece anymore. And for a few days, I went into a depression. I remember just laying on the floor going, man. This can't be it. This can't be all to life. And so I did something very interesting that I've never heard before. Uh, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back because, honestly, I was desperate. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I I asked God. I said, God, why did you create me? Mm-hmm. Because, Christy, if I knew why he created me and I hadn't fulfilled it yet, then I could hold him accountable for keeping me alive. 
That's so good. It's, it was really, really powerful. And so at this point, the the doctor said, Hey, we can try chemo. We can try radiation and we can try a third surgery and cut out part of your tongue. So I'm like, Oh, this is wonderful. That's what I want (laughs) just to try to keep me alive. And so I get this idea, I believe was from God. And the idea was that I was going to create a Christian based social network that was going to connect Christians and learn together and achieve together God's purposes in society outside of the four walls of the church. Mm. So this, it was a network of people. Mm-hmm. And so I took this idea very seriously, so much so, Christy, what I did was at the time I was in the pharmaceutical industry, but I made a movie trailer on my computer with this idea. Mm. I made a script, I did a voiceover, I did animations and sounds and music, and I made a one and a half minute movie trailer, kind of like if you're getting ready to watch a movie you like and mm-hmm. coming soon. Right. I did that. Instead of thinking about death, I was using my creative mind mm-hmm. for my purpose. That's amazing. So, well, that I was, you know, I was I actually when you just said that, God, why did you create me? So when I was reading through some of your things, I actually wrote that quote down because it really, um, it was so impactful. You knew, God, why did you create me? And then you said you occupied your mind with life versus death. Although, and this is the important part, and this is what I think is so encouraging to anybody that's listening today that's going through their own, whether it be a bad doctor's report or it's a bad financial situation or a marriage that looks like it it's dead or mental illness, you know, in a family depression. I mean, any of the, any of the obstacles or the adversity that so many of us, I mean, all of us, I mean, Jesus himself said that in this world, you're going to have trouble. So until he comes back, it's going to be a battleground for sure. But, but during, even though your doctor's report had not changed, you know, so so the message to the people is, even though the doctor's report has not changed, even though the divorce papers were served yesterday, even though you may have to do residential treatment, you know, because of, you know, some sort of um, attack on your mind, you know, that even in that, that you chose, A, you brought God into it. God, why what why did you create me? I love that thought process and then occupied your mind with life versus death. And so that that means so much to me personally and I expect that it means so much to others. So so there there's that moment though. So you've been given this bad report with the doctor. I mean, at some point you had to share this with your family. You oh. know, and that had to have impacted your wife, it had to have impacted your family. Mm-hmm. And then that whole, I mean, you're the one that's, you know, caring for your family, that's the provider for your family. So how long would you say that it was between the report and and you you said, I mean, you kind of went into a depression. Um, how long was it before you made this shift? Um, the depression was probably two days, which wow. doesn't sound very long, but... I realized in that moment, the depression was so heavy. I never experienced anything like it that almost like I was lifeless. Mm -hmm. And I was dying emotionally as well as the prognosis was saying I was dying physically. Mm. And 
because of my love for my wife and my children, I was like, I can't do this. There has to be another way. I have to continue to fight, even if it's for them. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And so what happened was I, I do this video and I submitted it to my inner circle of people. I didn't sh- hardly share it with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, agree with me that I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to fulfill this purpose that God has given me. Mm. So I was really locked in on purpose. And so suddenly, it was, it was almost like a suddenly, though my whole health situation changed dramatically. We end up going, so I was supposed to go in like the next day. Like, let's say we made a, a decision on a Sunday. I was supposed to go in on a Monday to get this third surgery. It would take up part of my tongue. And then they were going to do chemo and radiation. And the Lord intervened and it was like crystal clear. Uh-uh. So through a series of supernatural encounters and experiences, we knew the Lord was doing something else. Mm. And so we end up going down to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, one of the most prestigious cancer institutes in the world. And we went down there and it was depressing and people were suffering and we were like shaking and just in fear, like what is going to happen? And we get into the doctor's office and it was almost like, you know, in a, in a Pentecostal conference where someone gives you a prophetic word. You're like, yeah, <laughs> right. it was almost like this doctor was like a prophet. Wow. And I had 11, I think it was 11 appointments lined up. They could have made a million dollars off me easily to try to figure out different ways to save me. And the doctor walks in in the very first visit, he was the specialist oncologist he says, I'm just, he examines me. He says, he shakes his head. He goes, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Wow. And we were stunned. Mm-hmm. I looked at my wife. She looks at me, whoa, whoa, wait, what? He goes, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. He goes, I'm going to verify it through ultrasound. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any, even any cancer. Wow. And he says, but I'm going to verify it. So I went and did an ultrasound. My blood pressure was so high, I made it by one point in order to do the ultrasound. And then the nurse comes in, she opens the curtain, she says, okay, you can go home now, or you can go now. I'm like, you mean I can go now as in like, you'll call me later with the results? Or you mean you can go home now like you found nothing? She says, Chad, you go home now, we found nothing. Wow. Oh my goodness. And I was like, whoa. And it's something the Lord intervened dramatically. Mm. And that was over, uh, I want to say at least three and a half years ago. I never got chemo. I never got radiation. And I did not get the third surgery. And I've never had a problem. In fact, the doctor said, go home. (laughs) This is the prophetic part. He said, go home. I don't think you'll ever have a problem with this again. Wow. It's like the doctor's decree. It was like, you can't make, I can't make this story up so powerfully and it's like oh come on he didn't really say that <laughs> yes he did he really said it in those ways in those terms i've had people say wait a minute that's you're you're making that up I'm like these are the exact words this is what happened the lord intervened and saved me and i mean it is possible i got a misdiagnosis at one point but something was there and then now yeah. it was so much so that they were going to do chemo radiation, a third surgery, and I got none of it, and I've never had a problem since. 
that makes me think of I just randomly thought of not randomly um, in Exodus when you know the Israelites are about to cross the Red Sea and you know they've got the Red Sea before them and they've got the Egyptians behind them and there's a point in there I think it's uh, Exodus 13 or 14 or 15 I can't remember and God is saying to Moses he says why are you crying out to me you tell the people to get moving and after that Moses says to the people you will not ever have to fight this enemy that you're fighting today again mm. and there's something so powerful in that and it's and, and that's what it when you were saying that it's like you are not what the doctor was prophetically saying to you is you're not going to have to fight this enemy again. Wow. You're not going to have to fight that's this great. enemy again. Yeah. That that's incredible. So, one of your you said conscious you consciously consciously laying my purpose at his feet in exchange for a glimpse of his purpose catalyzed the blessing of my life as I know it. So the difference was when you surrendered yeah. to him and then he used that purpose and asked him, you know, yeah. involved him, included him, invited him into that situation. And that you would say is when everything shifted. Yeah, it's it's quite a fascinating concept. And it's a revelation that purpose can really save your life. We mm. can choose not to live on purpose or for our purpose and eventually die. But there's a there's a place where you think you're facing death and your assignment on earth is not yet completed. And you can say, I'm going to give my all to that. And that's why I was created. And you partner with God because he wrote this book about you in heaven already. Right. So you say, I haven't done it yet unless I've done it. But I knew I hadn't because I hadn't fulfilled what I was called to do. Mm. Did you have any... Anytime, I mean, you talked about the depression, but in that process, did you ever have any, once you made that, once you had that conversation with God, did you have any moments of doubt yes. after that? Absolutely. Um, many times. In fact, it was like peace for a long time, even while I fought through it for some strange reason I had peace, but it wasn't until he said, okay, it's already spread. And then it was like, it was like the devil saying, all right, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll get you once. I'll get you twice. If that doesn't yeah. get you, I'm really going to get you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So going through that time period from the third or the, the getting the report after the second surgery, all the way until we went to MD Anderson, although we mm -hmm. saw God's signs and it seemed like he was going to save me, the prognosis was still there. Yeah. And so, and then I knew ultimately it hit my wife too. Mm, yeah. And it, it hit her hard. And I could see it, I could feel it. And I found out later from, you know, family that, you know, she was hiding it because she didn't want me to see her fretting because I was already carrying as a husband, carrying the burden on my shoulders mm -hmm. that, oh my gosh, what is this doing to my wife? Wow. And so, yeah, up until that point, until that MD Anderson visit, it was, even when that happened, I was like, wait a minute, What? What mm. just happened? Is this real? Mm. Am, I, am I like in a, you know, I don't know if you've ever had these dreams before, but I've had dreams where I was dying or something like that. And I'm like, and I can even in my dream, I'm like, I must be dreaming. I must be dreaming. I must be dreaming. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake yeah. up. And then well, obviously I was because I'm still here, but <laughs> it was kind of like that. And I was like, wait, am I, 
am I dreaming? Wake up. Wow. But I wasn't dreaming. So you talk about making the video, which is such a step of faith. I mean, Mm -hmm. really stepping out of faith. So talk a little bit about what were you doing before this? So I know you left a career, right? Mm -hmm. So catch us up to this place. So you make this video and then you leave. Tell us about what you were doing. Yeah. So I made this video and I knew it was still my purpose. And here's the thing that may encourage people because it wasn't a suddenly moment that I'm like, hey, I'm healed. Dun, da, da, da. Right. And I <laughs> right. my purpose. It did not happen. My purpose was revealed to me. My purpose saved my life, but I was not ready. Right. And the Lord wasn't ready to release me. So I actually went a couple of years with this idea burning in me that to the point, Christy, I was getting mad. Mm. Because I was like, this isn't happening. It's not going to happen. If it would have happened, it would have happened already. Maybe that was all just a thing to get me through. Mm. what I needed to get through. And Mm -hmm. then, so last year, um, let's see, about maybe four, around this time last year, the Lord started to release me. And I went on this show. It was a, um, I'm not sure if you know who Lance Wallnow is, but. Yes. um, So I was on, um, I was on his show and we didn't really talk about what we were going to talk about. It was just kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. And, um, you know, he's an outstanding communicator. I was nervous. We were in a studio. The lights were on. And I, I, I wanted to make a good impression, but I was nervous. I didn't even know how to, like, look in a camera right. And so it was so bad, Christy, that we had to stop the show. And Lance stopped the show and go, <laughs> says, can you tell Chad where to look? Because I was, I was looking all over the place. I was already embarrassed. So the point was, I get on the show, and I talk a little bit about what I'm talking to you about. I get done. This was in Dallas. I fly home to Charlotte, where I live. And the devil just came at me and said, mm. oh, God didn't do that. You're not going to do that. That idea is not yours. Or that idea is yours. That di- idea is not from God. And so I had fear of failure still resting upon me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to take the risk. And I wasn't like, man, this is a big vision. This is a big goal. You know, how is this mountain going to become a plane? I I, I don't see it. I don't think I can do it. Mm. Then I walked into a parent-teacher conference. And my son, Titus, his teacher, was sitting there. And she sits us down. And she says, Chad, my wife, Wendy, was there too. She says, Chad, I believe I have a word of the Lord for you. And she says, before I tell you the word, I have to tell you how I got it because it has significance. I said, okay, go ahead. She said, I was in a church about two hours from here, and I went up to a man to prophesy to him. The man physically looked nothing like you, but when I prophesied to him, my spiritual eyes, I saw you. I get done with the, the, the word of encouragement. My daughter, who is 16, was standing next to me. I told her what I saw in the spirit. And she says, Mom, no way. I saw Chad Hawley, too. Wow. And so she goes, I knew I had to deliver this word to Mm -hmm. you. Now, keep in mind, this teacher, I don't even know if she knew I ever had cancer. And I know for sure she had no idea that this I had this network idea in my mind, Mm. in my heart. And she goes, Chad, the Lord says, and I recorded it. She said that you are to start a network. And you are to build it. Now's the time. The Lord is saying, go. You're building like the entrepreneurship. And in that moment, tears filled my eyes, hair stood up on my arms, sweat started coming down my back. 
And in that moment, the fear of failure went and dropped off. And the and the reason it dropped off is because now I knew that I knew that I knew it was his idea. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some gimmick that I made up to tell people a cool story. It really saved my life. And from mm-hmm. that moment, I put the pedal to the metal. I left my 20-year career in the pharmaceutical industry for a variety of reasons. And I started, I put everything I had. I built a, a state-of-the-art app and i put plans in place to launch this idea that's now called the nexus mountain network wow and i want i want you to talk about that but i want to pause for a second because i don't want to miss any meat in this and one of the things for our listeners who are you know at a variety of different places in their lives but i think one important part for them to really take note of is that that surrendering you know to his will and his purpose surrendering your purpose your the thought of what you had for your life you know you did not dream of the day that you were going to get a doctor's report that wasn't going to make any sense you know but god actually used that as a vehicle you know to get you i mean he'll do whatever it takes to get us where he wants us to get. But one thing that is required of us is complete surrendering our will to what his will is. And so I, I want to make sure and just say that out loud to the people that are listening, um, because I think there are many people, I think this is uh, such a season of acceleration, number one, and number two, I believe God is really stirring up creativity in people in the most unusual ways, and I believe that because of the lie of the enemy and because we don't stay surrendered or because of you know lies that have been spoken over us, death that has been spoken over us, I believe that even those those dreams that he has planted within us so often just they don't amount to anything because we don't get the concept of completely surrendering to him. So I love, um, that's what, one of the things I really love most about this story. And so now will you tell us what that, what is this Nexus mountain network that you have created? Yeah, it would have been uh, interesting to tell this story and then have it save my life and then not do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That would be right. an odd thing, or just say yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But the Lord did release me, and uh, so we launched the Nexus Mountain Network on August the 18th. Uh, that is my birthday, so it was very intentional that we were celebrating life yes. versus potential death. Mm. And so what Nexus Mountain Network is, it's a network of Christians who will come together to connect together, to learn together, and to achieve together God's purposes in society. We do organize by something called the Seven Mountains. Even when you download our app, we have this beautiful app. So we're not an app company or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We are a network of people who happens to have this great app. And so our app, you can actually use it like Facebook. You can actually use it like LinkedIn, where you can search people from all over the world already, uh, based on mountain type or geography. So if you're in business and you want someone to partner with in media, you can actually do a search inside our app and find someone in media, maybe in your area, um, to actually achieve something. And the other thing that, you know, I have a show called The Nexus Podcast, where mm-hmm. 
I am interviewing people who are climbing their mountains so that people can learn from them, connect with them. Um, and then uh, we also do events, local events where people are coming together. They're encouraging one another. They're establishing the relationship so that we can ultimately achieve together. And then in June 17th, we're really excited because we're doing our first Nexus Summit. It's an all-day event. We are absolutely going for it. And there's leaders that are coming in that are saying yes, yes, yes to this. And so they're coming in even on their own dime. And we're just so, there's so much favor. So that's one of the things that I teach is that when you are walking in your purpose, even though the thing in front of you may look like a mountain, when Mm -hmm. the Lord will make it a plain, there'll be shouts of grace, grace to it, grace grace to it, which actually means favor, favor. So what we're doing now, is like I turn to left, to the right. Even this morning, I had this meeting with someone that I would have never been in before. And so because the favor of the Lord is upon it, and his purpose is upon it. And so this is what we're doing. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, how we work together already. So here locally, we had our one of our high schools was actually promoting pedophilia. Mm. They actually mm. had a book. And in this book, there was a young girl talking to another young girl saying, Ooh, I think your mom is so good looking and cute. Mm. They were promoting these pedophilia mm. practices. And we're going to have this read along. Well, we caught wind of it, and because of our connections inside the Nexus Network, we reached out to our friend, and she was like, oh, she reached out to the Media Mountain, and she also reached out to the school board, which is the Education Mountain. Education board was mad when they found mm. out about this. The media person, there was the reporter actually called us, who in this moment we were representing the Family Mountain, and did an interview with us. Within 24 hours, we had put a halt and put a flashlight spotlight right on the situation to oppose this demonic thing from happening. Wow. And as a result, because we collaborated through Nexus, we were able to achieve God's purposes. That's Mm -hmm. just a short example, but these are the things that we envision doing and we hope to do in cities all across the United States. That's incredible. And so then I guess, so this is also a platform, correct me if I'm wrong, where if, you know, like if I'm looking for someone to, let's say I need someone to help me build my website, like, is this a resource that I can use to find somebody, a service that I'm looking for that I need? Is there, is there a way to make that connection? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So oftentimes you can look in, like you could search by arts and entertainment. Mm Mm-hmm and find someone who does web design and they're part of the Christian network and you can reach out to them. Oftentimes their profile will have their own website. So you could go directly to the website and maybe see examples. So if they're good at it, you'll actually go see a good website. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So how many uh, people are participating so far? Do you have any numbers on that yet? Or we have uh, 20, like 20 uh, nations have downloaded already. Wow. Uh, we have a strong presence in, in Charlotte alone. It's probably over over eight, about 800 in mm. the Charlotte area. And we just got started. And I don't have, I don't have, I didn't have a, I don't have a personal platform where I was like everyone else that put, post something on Facebook. And you're like, man, I got eight likes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, so it's kind of interesting. That's probably God's plan 
that I didn't have that because I yes. could have leveraged that to say, oh, look what I did because it made good business sense. Well, everything I did made no business sense because it's mm-hmm. not even my background. I don't have, I'm in the pharmaceutical sales, marketing, training, those types of things. And that applies, but not now. I don't know. The other things that I'm doing, it's just, okay, that means this, the Lord's doing this right. because it's not of my own skill. So you're talking about the summit that you're going to have in June. What is that going to be about? So we are going to have some really fun things. One example is we're going to have something called Cliff Notes. It's our version of TED Talk. And oh, so cool. we're going to have no long presentations. We're not going to sit down and listen, listen to someone talk for an hour and a half. In fact, the Cliff Notes are only 10 minutes. Mm. And we have leaders from every one of the seven mountains I mean, good, good, strong, established leaders that are going to come in and they're going to speak there. We're also having uh, bringing in several pastors in the area. We're doing a pastor's panel. We're doing a, if you want to get your own professional photo, you can have that done. We're going to have a graffiti board. We're going to have interview stations. We have other podcasters who are having a booth there that can meet. And then we're going to have other activities where we're up moving and interacting and then having calls to action when they leave. So it'll be a fun-filled day, not three days, one day. That's from perfect. From 9 to 9, and we're going all in, and we're going for it. And that's in Charlotte, North Carolina on June 17th. And we're getting ready. We haven't we haven't even started doing any marketing for it yet. Wow, that's amazing. Now, on the app, is there a cost to downloading the app? Absolutely free. F- absolutely so, free. Yeah, so when I built it, I originally was thinking about it as a business, And I felt like the Lord said, Chad, I want you to build this for me and my people. Mm -hmm. And the money you spend on the technology, I want you to see it as an offering unto me. That's incredible. Okay. So that's what I've done. There's no charge. So anybody can download, just go to the app store and they can find that and download that. That's wonderful. They can download it on Apple or Google Play right now for free. That is awesome. Well, you have just released a book. And I was able to get that in time. I ordered that and uh, started looking through it. And I so f- I love it. I want. I'm going to go back and it's so cleverly done. And the the name of the book is Purpose Will Save Your Life. What I love it is it's it has all the Q- QR codes, and so mm-hmm. it takes you through this process. But tell us about that. Tell us what the purpose of the book is um, for our listeners today. Yeah, so everybody I think that has a calling has a message. And my message is purpose will save your life. I'm clearly you hear by my story. Yeah. And when I go I'm when I go speak at places, sometimes there's a few people that are the same people in the audience. And I feel bad for them because right now that's all I'm this is all I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The Lord hasn't released me. However, in the book I leveraged my background. So I was the national sales trainer for the second largest pharmaceutical company in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I developed skill on how to put together training, application, and things like that. So I've taken my story, but I've also added my skills to walk someone through to how to find their purpose, um, who should be in their life. Uh, And I don't just just write a neat book. I have QR codes that will take people to certain places. Uh, I leverage technology. And believe it or not, the meat of the book is the end of the book. Mm. And because it talks about how to make your movie trailer. Now, I may not be, 
you know, it may be like kind of like your mission statement, but it's a, it's a play on words and you can actually learn how to make a movie trailer of your life. And then what, how to actually make a plan? Because a lot of times, in fact, 83% of people don't even have goals. Mm-hmm. And so, or they have a goal and they just don't know what to do. Like someone might say, I want to write a book. And they've been saying that for three years. And so this particular book will show you how to put a plan of action for the next season of your life. And you come away, I know who I am and I know what I'm supposed to do right now. Yeah. Well, I love it. I I read it really fast. And all I could think about as I was reading it is I, after I'm finished talking with you, I want to go back and I want to go through the process myself. It really excited me. And I just love how you did it again. I've used the word over and over, but it's just very clever. Um, And I think it will really speak to um, young people because, um, I mean, it's going to speak to all ages, but I was thinking about my own children who are in their 20s and that, that just, just the way that you've laid it out, the the chapter titles, I love your play on words all the way through it. Um, but it is, I can't recommend it highly enough. And so I'm excited for other people to get their hands on that. Um, this one particular chapter, the one that's, it's not about you, which is, you know, I love that. And the re- the listeners can't see me right now, but you can see me because we're doing Zoom. But my shirt says, it's not about you. Mm. And I probably every platform that I speak on, it's a phrase that I use every single time. Mm. Um, and I'm like you in that, um, especially I feel bad for people who follow me because I feel like especially the season that we're living in, uh, I feel like I can sit down and come up with all these different messages and sermons, but I end up saying the same thing everywhere I go because I think that, you know, we the Lord puts a mandate on us and it's, it's what we're talking about today. He gives us a purpose. And when we when we stay in that lane and keep our eyes fixed on Him, we keep coming back to that same because that's the message that we have. But in that chapter, it's not about you. My, it's not about you is Mark eight thirty four. But it's really what you're talking about is you know it's the scripture that says, and He summoned the crowd together with His disciples and said to them, If anyone wants to come after Me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Me. And in that chapter, I marked it. Um, you, uh, one of the reference scripture references that you make is in Ecclesiastes two twenty one, where you say, "For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill; yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it." And this chapter I love is talking about the influence that each of us have, and that effective leaders, you know what their focus is is not on themselves and their own gain it's it's always on how they're influencing someone else you know how do i pass this baton onto someone else it is not about me it's about what god wants to do in me and through me it's not about me and so that's just one chapter um what of the book if you were going to pick you know one of the chapters that's one of your favorites which one would it be for you ooh tough one um People actually, it's actually the simple ones. I mean, chapter one is the most powerful, but that's yeah. I, that's my story. Yeah, but, um, which is incredible, by the way. I actually, believe it or not, I like the chapter. It's one of the most simple ones. It's um, don't let the devil steal your pen. Yes, I love that one too. And that's my experience, that wild story, how I ended up in front of President Trump and um, 
but that that one's very simple. It's probably the shortest chapter, but it's one of my favorites because it's such a prophetic moment, and it has such prophetic symbolism, and it sets us up to to the next chapter of okay, now it's time to write. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. So again, uh, for the listeners here, the the name of the book is. Purpose will save your life. So, Chad, how can people? How can they get in and learn more about Nexus? Because the app is—it's fascinating. It's—it's—it's it's well done. Um, I am excited myself to get on there and learn more about it and see, you know, how I could even become a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, tell people how they can they can uh, find that and also to get your book. Yeah. So the, the the best way to get the book, I will actually sign it, is if you order on nexusmountainnetwork.com. Perfect. It's also available on Amazon. So if you okay. just want to quickly go there, you can do that too. Yeah. Um, and then the best way to get involved with Nexus, the easiest is download the Nexus Mountain Network app. Uh, explore. You can take the free survey in there that tells you what your primary and secondary mountain is, especially if you're not very familiar with it, and just start playing around with it there and start connecting with people. Maybe send a message to someone that you would like to get involved in. We do send out emails and updates and you know, post something inspirational, encourage someone, or if you have a question or a problem that needs solved and you need someone to help you with it, it's you, you put it out there. And so again, you can use it like Facebook or LinkedIn or podcast, or there's so many different it's deep. It's very, very yeah. deep. There's a lot of things you can do in there. I downloaded it. This is before I even knew we were going to be speaking when Michelle, our f- mutual friend, was telling me about it. And I went and I spent hours on there. I, you know, I downloaded it myself. And it was, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. But what I really love about it is there's so, so many people are so isolated Um Especially in this culture, you know, we don't, it's rare to come face to face with people, you know, communication is a lost art, Um, but people can really feel isolated and there are some, some big things out there and trials and struggles and I love this community that this fosters and um, solutions to problems and divine intersections, divine relationships, uh, networking. So I love that you're doing that. So I highly recommend that you download the app and explore it and see if it's for you. And I am certain that 100% of the time it's going to be for you. And then definitely you're going to want to get this book. I am super excited to go back. I can even see this being used as a tool, a leadership tool with you know to lead your team, um, even a Bible study group. I mean, there's just so many applications for the book. And then the way I want to kind of close, and unless in in Please feel free if you have any any parting thoughts, but I'm going to go back to the beginning um, because it really is a miracle that you've experienced. And um, when I opened your book and you wrote in your um, dedication, you said to your kids, you said, we have been through a lot together and we are still standing. And so would you take a minute or so and... Speak to the listener who mm-hmm. they're going through the thing, yeah. but you're is, proof that you're still standing. This is actually a wild story. I actually just shared this with someone this morning. And when we went through this season of hell, one of the things that the Lord tried to tell me that I just didn't want to believe was that 
I didn't cause this problem. Mm. And what he kept saying to me was the scripture in the Bible that it talks about the foundation on the sand and the foundation on the rock. And then when the storms come, the one that's on the rock, it stands. So when we were going through hell, it was like the storm came, the roof blew off our house, the walls came down. I felt like I was standing there naked in front of the world. Mm. And it was terrible. But the, the interesting thing is the Lord kept saying, the reason you're still standing is because you had laid the foundation. Even if the roof blew off and the walls came down, you can rebuild because you're built upon the rock. And so when mm-hmm. I was getting, the Lord started to release me for Nexus, I actually had my first ever angel encounter. Mm. And I was actually staying at a minister's house. And when I woke up, I mean, I won't go into the whole story, but the one thing that I knew that the angel told me was, to check out a particular scripture in Luke. And I didn't know what it said. And keep in mind, the Lord kept telling me, kept trying to tell me, when I opened up the scripture, it was that scripture. Mm. It was that I had built my house upon the rock. And because of that, even though the storm came, the storm was the storm. The storm was not me. And the rock that I had built my house upon is why I'm still standing. So when I give that little thing to my kids in my book, say we've been through a lot, but we're still standing, that's what that means to me. That is incredible and worth all of it. And if you're listening today, I mean, Jesus is our rock. And, you know, and through Chad's life and what God is doing in his life, I mean, it's just proof that if we will stay surrendered to him and keep our eyes fixed on him, regardless of what the world would tell us or what our circumstances look like, that he doesn't waste anything, does he, Chad? I mean, he doesn't waste not one tear, not one... um one bit of pain, not one broken bone, not one bad doctor's report. He doesn't waste anything. He will use that for his purposes if we will allow him every single time. And so I am excited for what your tomorrow looks like um, and what he is going to do through you um, and how the impact that it's going to, the kingdom impact that it is going to have globally. That's what I sense and perceive. Um, And I just wonder if in closing, well, A, I want to ask you if people wanted you to uh, come speak to them or come do workshop training, anything that it is that you do, if they wanted, how would be best for them? Would it be also that same website or what would be the best way? um, You can go into nexusmountainnetwork.com and there's a place where at the top, there's a little header about my book. If you click on that, there's a big button there that says, you know, request Chad to come speak. And I w- would be happy to do it because I can't shout loud enough how valuable this is. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like when you've seen people who have the gifts of healing. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes they are miracles and they see something change in their life. I believe I have a different gift that will heal people and set mm-hmm. people free. And it's a revelation that will, that can actually change you physically as well. Yeah. And so I love to shout it from the rooftops if I can. That's awesome. And also, here's the other thing. Yeah. You can go into the Nexus Mountain Network app 
you can find me and connect with me and you can send me a direct message. That's that's wonderful. And I just had this thought and I maybe if I'm off base, just tell me, but one of the uh, kind of quests that I'm on or one of the things that makes me righteously angry or upset or I have a burden for is that in the church culture today, I ask the question over and over again in situations that I that I go where I go to minister is who is pastoring the pastors because in ministry it can be one of the loneliest places you can be completely isolated it can seem as if your resources are zero and so oftentimes i mean the average church in america is really under 50 people i mean that's the average these mega churches and bigger than that that's that's not the norm so you have a lot of people who are in ministry that feel as if they're lacking resources support community would this not this this network that you are working would that not be a wonderful resource for that's people in ministry? Yeah, and it, it actually we attra- that's who we attract. Yeah, we attract leaders. Yeah, in our, in our local events, it's almost all leaders. Yeah, because they're like, I need a safe place. I need to connect with others. I need to be encouraged. I need to inspire. So we have people that are we have pa- we have people that are coming to our meetings who are pastors and also running for state representative yeah or you know we have people in our meetings that are running for congress or you know we have people in our network who are running for governor mm. like these are people who say i i need to be i need to be strengthened i need to be encouraged and we can say oh you're doing it too i'm gonna do it too i mean yeah. you'd be surprised how much more people go in that's how it went for me i saw someone run for state representative because god told them to do it regardless of the outcome mm. and when i watched them they did not win their election and their response was i did this out of obedience i didn't do this with an expected outcome of victory mm-hmm. Mm. And when I saw that, I was inspired to say, I'm going to do the same thing with Nexus. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to get 50 people. I was like, man, maybe I'll get 100. Mm-hmm. And now we're already downloaded in 20 nations. And so, wow. and and I still don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I'm just, I'm just moving. And so when others see others taking that first step, and that's one of the things I teach in the book, it's really important to take that first step. And when mm-hmm. other people see one another do it, they're more li- likely to do it themselves and I think that's a key to success. I love that. And I'm guessing that when you get the the summit publicized, that will also, they can register and find that on your website as well at some point. Yeah. The best way, again, download the app. Yeah. We're going to start. We're going to start because you'll also be a part of our email chain where we'll email events and updates and information. And we look to help other people. Like yesterday, we sent out an email through our whole network about a great guy who is a head of a uh, show in Houston, Texas. He's from Pakistan and we're collecting cell phones for him to take to Pakistan to give to pastors. Wow. Incredible. We're not in this for any hidden agenda. We can do, we can do whatever we want. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Chad, would you pray for our listeners as we close out today? Just there are there's such a variety of people that listen and going through all different kinds of things. So just however the Holy Spirit leads you to pray. Yeah, I just pray. I'm going to say right now. I just feel like too. There's there's a woman that's actually watching, and she is going through a separation, mm. and she feels so distraught that she feels like I hear Chad, but that's Chad's story. I'm going to tell you that's where I was. Mm. 
mm. where I just didn't think it was ever possible. And I say the possibility is there for you and the Lord will deliver you. He is there with you and he is watching you. Mm. And um, I, I just, I see the Lord doing something with like a, a, a ring. And I think that you may even be hurt right now about taking off this wedding ring. And there's something very significant about this ring that you're wearing. And I say the Lord is going to crown you. Mm. So, Father, I come before you right now, and not only do I, I declare that over this particular woman, but I just bless those who are listening. Mm-hmm. I bless, Lord, that they will actually get down on their knees and say, God, why did you create me? Mm-hmm. And Lord, I ask you, I thank you. Not only, I don't ask you, I know you will. I thank you that you will speak and speak and that they will hear and the modes for which you to speak, that the channels of communication channels will open up so that they can hear from you in a variety of different ways with confirmations, with dreams, with encouragements from your word of God and just unctions by the Holy Spirit. I bless Mm -hmm. them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. I am super excited for what this has opened up for so many people. So thank you again, Chad, for being with us today on Making Waves. Christy, I love being on Making Waves. And may many of you make lots of waves. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.